0: Welcome to the latest episode of the Mersey Waves podcast. I'm Louise from the Council's Communications team. 2020 is Liverpool's year of reading, and our aim is to turn Liverpool into a city of readers. Young or old, we want everyone to pick up a poem, get their nose in a novel or go crazy for comics. In this episode, over Zoom, we speak to cabinet member for Education, Employment and Skills, Councillor Barbara Murray, who is also driving the Liverpool Reads project. Barbara shares with us the great work that is being done in our schools, how we're keeping Liverpool reading whilst in lockdown, and why it's never too late to be able to call yourself a reader. We hope you enjoy listening. Mayor of Liverpool, Joe Anderson, is designated 2020 to be Liverpool's Year of Reading. Can you tell us more about that, Barbara? Yes,
1: sure. Um, I'm the Cabinet Member for Education, Employment and Skills, as you know. So obviously, I was a natural choice for Joe to ask, have a look at this. About seven years ago, uh, we had a City of Reading programme, which was done by Councillor Lana Orr. And it was really successful, but we'd done nothing as a whole city since so joe asked me specifically to focus in on reading this year and as part of that i have done some research and we have two major messages really that we want to get out and one is that it's really important for parents to read with their children as young as possible uh, the earlier you start looking at books touching them talking about them with children the more likely they are to acquire the reading skills they need to go forward for the rest of their life Um, and the other one i'm particularly interested in is to do with young boys it seems boys don't read for pleasure as much as girls do they do read for purpose and they can be perfectly good readers but they might not read as much and part of that i think is limiting in the sense of vocabulary that's needed at quite an early age Uh, Reading for pleasure actually opens up your vocabulary greatly. Um, So we've been looking also at ways of endorsing and encouraging other types of reading. So, for example, comics. And that's why Tim Quinn was at the launch in January um, because he's an illustrator who's worked for Marvel Comics. And I think boys in particular like sometimes to draw and build a story that way as opposed to writing Um, So they're the two major messages. We want to reach out to lads to read more, but we really want the whole city to read more. And I can't emphasise enough, this isn't just about schools and children, although we've got those key messages. It is about the whole city
0: embracing reading and reading more. Um, We got off to a flying start in January when we held our big event in Central Library when we launched Year of Reading. Um, But clearly, current events uh, have meant that we've had to put some of our plans on hold. Can you tell us a bit about how we're keeping the momentum going with Liverpool Reads when we're all trapped at home?
1: Yeah. Um, We were all surprised by COVID-19. I think everybody's in this unique situation together. It reminds me of a, a very bad B movie, really. Um, you know, and we're in it, and it's real, and it's it, it's actually very frightening and dangerous. And so, you know, it seems quite trite, really, to complain that we have to cancel all the great things we had planned to do for the year of reading. Um, but we have a very strong planning group, and the interesting thing about everybody on that group is they do love reading, and they really did want the year to be successful and so we've been coming up with other ways online and one of the main things we've been doing is we set up a Facebook page on which we can put all these free resources for families, schools, individuals to just use them uh, and get the best out of them. Um, We are talking about uh, the possibility of a lockdown reading challenge more details about that in the future Uh, but I'm certainly looking at because I like to measure things um, maybe the total of number of books that have been read in the city uh, how many homes we've reached as opposed to schools in this project Um, and we can measure things on the Facebook page so for example when Irene from Central Libraries reads tells a story live on the Facebook page. We know how many hits she's had and it's staggering actually already. So I would really ask people if they're on Facebook and they use social media to join Liverpool Reads Facebook page. We will keep people updated there. Yesterday, we were literally putting up uh, a newsletter for the BAME community in three different languages as well as English. And we're hoping going forward in that newsletter, we will be given um, encouragement to reading as well within the BAME community. Um, I would just say if anybody out there has any ideas about how we can actually promote reading whilst we're in this situation, just to contact yourself. That would be good.
0: It's interesting that you bring up the, the online side of it, because as you know, we had to close our libraries on the 23rd of March, but our digital library, offer from the library service has been doing a roaring trade. They've been, I think they've doubled the number of downloads that they've had for ebooks and audio books since the libraries have shut. Can you tell us more about that side of it and, you know, how people can access that from the library?
1: We're really lucky to have um, such a great library service at the council and in the city. Um, the offer for people who maybe wouldn't normally go online online is fantastic you can download books you can literally join the library uh, we now have thank you to uh chill university uh, library cards from children for children from birth so there's no excuses it costs nothing absolutely nothing to join and to then use those services but it's more than just the books. there are many other things going on uh, within the library services, within Culture Liverpool. And really what I would stress is do some research online because these things all connect. They're all about reading, but there are lots of resources out there. And I would also mention um, the Reading Trust, uh, the Book Trust. These organisations, they have fabulous resources on their website. So use everything you can. But be reading, the thing is to read, to enjoy reading and to encourage, if if you're a parent, to encourage your children to read as well.
0: Clearly our schools have got a massive role to play in igniting an interest in reading. Uh, As you said at the beginning, you're our cabinet member for education and probably more than anybody else in the city, you're in and out of schools all the time. What are some of the reading projects that you've seen that have really captured your imagination in schools? there there are
1: massive reading projects going on in the city and really the reading sort of recovery type work is all about reading together now families can replicate that at home um and it's just about you all read together you all look at the words together and you discuss the book the book as you go that's a basic what i thought was wonderful on world was when we went out on world reading day. Um, Many of our schools literally have libraries and they have librarians working in them. And the scope and the variety of things they're doing. But for me, I loved and you could do this at home, everyone, the potato characters. In schools, it costs very little. Everybody's got a couple of potatoes in the vegetable rack. They painted um, the potatoes into, I don't know, Harry Potter, um, Dickensian characters, all sorts. It was just the children's imagination shining through. And I think those kind of uh, activities actually cement uh, how we feel about books, our thinking of characters and all of this. Because reading isn't straightforward. There's an awful lot to it. And I think the activities that you can do around books as well as reading actually um, make children enjoy it more Make it a place they want to go. I want to go and read more in that book to find out more about those characters, etc. As
0: well as as well as schools, um, parents and other family members are so important in helping children to love reading. As a mother and now a grandmother, what have you learnt about fostering love of reading in youngsters?
1: I I was. Um, A great reader when I was young, and I did love reading, but we didn't have many books at home. But I did join the library at seven, and my father was uh, really fantastic at reading to us. He did read well, Uh, and there was only three of us, but you know, so we could all look over his shoulder and this sort of thing see the book. Um, But myself, with my own children. I've always made everything we do around education, especially reading, good fun. And we talk about books all the time. Um, And I've always had a lot of books in my house. So I don't know if by osmosis having books present helps. I think it maybe does. Um, But talking about authors, talking about books is something quite common in my house. So now that my grandson's come along, it's absolutely not surprising. I mean, he's two now, but even last year when he was barely walking, books were put there for him. And he would go and get them himself and start reading them because children copy what we do. And he had seen his parents reading as they had seen me reading. And, you know, this is how you pass it on. Uh, it's, it's, It's not rocket science. It's a no brainer. They see you read, whether it's a newspaper, a comic, a magazine, or a book. And as they grow up, it's natural to do that. And that's the starting place. But once, you know, that's all that's all well and good. That's uh, that's sort of the theatre. But the part that we have to play then with the children is engage with them with the book. And, you know, t- helping them turn the pages, pointing to the pictures, talking about the pictures before they can talk even. And do you know what? There was a significant piece of work just done in the women's hospital at the end of last year about reading to your bump, you know, because they think this helps. And all the research tells us if we can get the children reading by the age of seven, they will read for the rest of their life. And do you know what? No one can take that away. It's free. It's it's actually free to everybody that you can have this skill and it will help you get work it will help you learn about the things it, it can even help your health because you can actually google online because you need to be able to read to you social media about conditions and what's good for you and these sort of things reading for purpose as opposed for pleasure
0: when you started reading yourself is it as when you were a child what was it about reading that captured your imagination? Oh, I just,
1: I really did love, I, I didn't particularly like the school books, you know, what you learned with uh, and the teacher took you down the lines, but you had to do it. And I was always pleased to move on to the next one, because they're pretty boring stories. But for me, and it's still the same, uh, If a story is good and it hooks me in, usually by the first page, if not the first chapter, um, I just want to be in that world until I've finished it. I I can honestly say hand on heart, I've never started a book I've never finished. And some of that's been quite difficult. Uh, One of my favourite books is uh, Emmanuel Kant's Critique of Pure Reason, which I read when I was a philosophy student. And, you know, most people didn't read it from cover to cover. They just used to dip in whatever they needed to know. Um, I didn't. I literally took me years. I literally read it cover to cover. Um, So, you know, that was a hard read. And that was sort of like one of my personal uh, challenges, if you like. But in terms of reading for pleasure, I like nothing better than a good Dickens or that type of a novel that really just creates a whole different world. And you're interested in the characters. You're interested in... What happens to them, and you're not happy actually till you finish reading the book. You don't want to put it down. I like that quality.
0: But somebody like Dickens as well. There's a lot of um, implicit social comments in Absolutely. Dickens' work. As he obviously he was did a lot of journal, journalism as well. Is that important to you that uh, a book maybe has a, a dual purpose to it?
1: I think that can be a very good thing, you know, if you read, I don't know, political. I tend to think most political stuff is pretty dry. So I think it's good if you can get a political message over in a novel, for example. I, I think drama as well is very good for doing that. Uh, short stories. You know, there's lots of mediums that can do that. Uh, but that's not the prior reason. I think the the reason is a story a good story to tell Um, and I I do personally like the feeling of learning something from it Um, and it doesn't have to be strict you know in the terms of factual I've learned a fact just how people cope with things in their lives this sort of um, soft skills if you
0: like that sometimes come out of stories. Do you think that the enjoyment that you get from reading the benefits that you get from reading um do you think they've changed over the years?
1: yeah, absolutely I think um I've grown up in a world that has changed radically uh television you know, when I was a child, there wasn't much on it to be honest it was uh I think it started about four or five o'clock in the evening um and there was nothing really of interest for children now I think there's a lot of um Program specifically for children, uh, which is very good. Uh, but I still think it's not quite the same as reading a book. I think there's a magic which is related to reading. Uh, that, that's a different world to watching all the time. Um, I think my in my own life, uh, m- my time has been taken away from reading, if anything, because I have to read more and more. Uh, I don't know, reports, uh, minutes of meetings, this sort of thing, really quite dry stuff. Uh, So my free time for reading books just for pleasure is very much reduced. Uh, Plus, you know, um, I just think social media itself takes a lot of time. So uh, you're reading that... But you're not actually reading the books, which is a nice bit of it. So, you know, we need reading to do all of these things. Um, But the difficulty is we only have so much time in a day. So I would say at the minute, one of the great things for me anyway, being stuck at home, is I can now
0: actually read a couple of books I've been meaning to read for a while do you think that's an important distinction you you bring up the fact that social media yes it's a a type of reading and a type of communication but and you say that it does take up quite a lot of time as as many people say sort of fall down that hole and you know two or three hours can have gone past do you think that although we've said that encouraging kids to to read anything and engage in 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 words is beneficial but is sort of reading a a novel or short stories or or even poetry is that still sort of not exactly a gold standard but it's a different type of reading but demands a different type of thinking a different type of skill that probably has longer lasting benefits than just sort of scrolling through twitter for a couple of hours absolutely um I think the
1: distinction we're drawn across this year, the year of reading, is uh, reading for pleasure and reading for purpose. I think schools are very good at encouraging reading for pleasure. But we have to, for the sake of a skilled workforce, stress reading for purpose as well. It's really important that when you see a sign that says danger, and this is um, one of the mayor's examples, actually, of a friend of his. was Danga. What's that? Well, it's actually saying danger. Uh, so you need to be able to read instruction. You need to be able to, it's great to be able to read a recipe, isn't it? Make a different type of meal. So we need reading for purpose as well. But to me, uh, I, I think, and I, I love reading poetry. I actually love Shakespeare. I love the plays. I, I love reading that is related to imagination and i do think we have to feed imagination because amongst other things we want to be creative thinkers we want to be problem solvers and i do think there are parts of the brain that need to be exercised to do that in the same way as i think when we paint and we create and do other things and when we problem solve but i think entering into the imaginary world of authors is really, really very good for us. I I just think it's good for us. It's, I I mean, one of the words I've been using recently about being in lockdown is reading can be a solace. Um, A lot of families might feel anxiety about this. Uh, They may be under different types of pressures. We're hearing that a lot of families, there could be um, flare-ups like domestic violence because everybody's trapped at home, basically. um, And there's no way of letting out the energy um well I think reading books is a very calming activity uh I think it calms in lots of ways but for you personally as the reader it, it's a very nice activity it's a luxurious activity to indulge in
0: but you made a point in something that you'd written not that uh, for us this week that it's it's a luxury but it's actually free Oh yes, absolutely. Yeah. Important totally.
1: part. And you know, this is why I, I am personally passionate about all children by right, getting that ability to read, um, to the best of very best of their ability. So they can go in a library, pull off whatever book they want to read and have that personal experience. I think it must be awful not to be able to do that. Yeah, it's it's just another option, isn't it, in life? But I, I To me, it's a valuable one, Uh, the experience of being pulled into a story and enjoying it. And it is enjoyment. It's great enjoyment. Um, And it is free. It is a luxury. It is a great thing. And it's just something nice to have. You know, we don't want anyone not able to do that.
0: You clearly love reading yourself but as we know, some people just don't see themselves as readers. What would you say to people who think that reading isn't for them? I've been trying
1: to think about this, and this is difficult for me because, um, as I say, from a very early age, I loved reading and I just wanted to read books all the time. Um, But I think, and this comes back to what I was saying about young lads who might prefer to go and play a game of football, you can read in other ways. So, for example, you can read a recipe, you can read short stories. There are an awful lot of um, books out there now, and I know this especially from when I used to work in special needs, um, which are abridged versions, shorter versions. So you get the story, but you don't have to read the 500 pages. And I think, and that's where the learning really is in the story rather than the 500 pages. The vocabulary is probably in the 500 pages but a plot, a story, to have that, and I think if you start in small ways. So if you know if you're not really keen on reading, there must be something you're interested in. Find either the magazine or the journal or a page online or a website that you can start reading about that, because it it actually helps you to do this. It helps you thinking. You're engaging your brain in an activity which is very
0: good for thinking ultimately. And one final question, what are you reading at the moment? Oh, wow. <laughs> I've got four on the go. <laughs> so I am
1: still finishing Jude Lennon's short stories. I've got one story left to read, which I've been saving. So I've got that for Christmas. And... I read the others very quickly. I've just been sent this through the post. I'm actually growing from seed, vegetables outside. My younger daughter is instructing me and sending me the seeds. She sent me this book as well. So this is To Dip In, a growing and cooking book. I was lucky to see Roger McGough recently. I know him quite well from when I used to be a performance poet. Um, And this is his latest, joined up writing, which I love. So that's To Dip Into as well. And I am just starting on this massive, big A Prayer for Owen Meany. Uh, It was bought for me not last Christmas, the Christmas before, um, by my son, who buys me lots of books. And they're always big, big, big reads. And I am delighted to have some time now to start on that. And I must say, it's already well and truly pulled me in. It's got all the qualities of a good
0: Dickensian novel. I am loving it already. I have to say, though, Barbara, you've got short stories there. You've got cookery, gardening, you've got poetry, and you've got a novel. You you are practising what you preach there. (laughs) (laughs) And I've got tons of papers all around the house, which are to do with the council, which I have to read as well. (laughs) Barbara, thank you very much. That's the end of this episode. We hope that you've been inspired to pick up a book. If you'd like to sign up to access Liverpool's digital library, please visit readliverpool.co.uk. You don't already need to have a library card and it's free to sign up. Thank you for listening. Please rate, review and subscribe. And if you want to get in touch with the Mersey Waves team, please email hello at merseywaves.co.uk.